0: Hello and welcome to The Last Standy, a board game podcast coming to you from three exciting countries across Europe. I'm joined here today by Alexis.
1: From Belgium. Bonjour.
0: And Alessio. dal'Italia, Hi. Hi. And I'm your host, Van, And today is a scintillating spirited sublime solo special as we're going to be combing our way through the people's top 200 solo board games, the people's choice. Um, we'll start, though, as usual, with a little bit of a catch up. So uh, what's going on with you, Alessio? I hear it's a bit uh, busy. Oh yeah, Uh, there's
2: a lot going on actually. Uh, You have the small kid with a fever, the wife just recovered from that, so hopefully it's the same fever, because the kid has not been tested for Covid yet, so hopefully is everything alright, but the kid is uh, kind from the grandparents across the road here and I have to fetch him as soon as possible, because it uh, has not been tested, and my wife is still at work, and there are workers working on Central Eating, because, well, uh, des- December is uh, well e- either approaching or uh, we are in the middle of it, depending on when you listen to this. <laughs> and uh, so there's a lot happening, but, uh, well, there's a, a lot of happening on the game inside too, at least uh, I am I quickly b- become the, uh, a big fan of uh, Rift Force, uh, the game from One More Ten Games. Uh, uh, by the time of now there should be a review online, so uh, you can see my opinions there. And uh, uh, I played a lot of Kabuto Sumo, because that game, as, uh, as a version which is actually very competitive and strategic but it also has a simpler version for kids and my kids love it so a lot of of gaming happening too there's Cora uh, CoraQuest kind of approaching in EU so that's another good news and that's that basically wraps the the week what about you Alexis
1: uh what about me well very good news uh unrelated to to board games but i i got a new job woohoo yeah i'll be starting very soon which is pretty pretty fun uh it's good after a uh, year of unemployment
2: due to COVID. Oh, oh oh i have to just chime in and say that this is not good for the podcast because we 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 won't have the episode edited anymore so
1: <laughs> oh yeah no i'll still be able to do the to do the <laughs> editing um i'll i'll have a, i'll have plenty plenty of free time so a good thing.
0: yeah alexis is in such huge demand that he was able to set his own terms and one of them was i still want some time to do this stupid podcast that doesn't really generate <laughs> anything and costs me time and in aggro and grief but i do the editing so they went yeah, yeah. no we, we need you so yes Whatever you need.
1: <laughs> I actually mentioned my uh, the the last MD in my interview uh, and and spun it as a as a very positive thing regarding my my character and my hey, uh, oh, my skills.
0: Spun it as a very Whoa. positive thing. You don't need to spin it. I I already like when we discussed this previously. I was like, you do all the editing. That is like something quite big. I mean, it's a whole lot of things you got to organize and think about things. You got to take stuff from a whole bunch of people including some people who just they've recorded an entirely blank track for a whole episode you know and you have to deal with that (laughs) it's something that happened yeah (laughs) i I, i've also
1: um i've also played on the fact that um uh how do you call that again um uh, game mechanic uh science um the, 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 the study of like how a game functions and how a game is, is organized. I, I spun it a the, the thing that I, I was deeply interested in and that that plays onto my, uh, my duties that I will have as a, a process analyst, which is, you know, interesting, fun. Uh, I'll, I'll see if it's a good job or if it crushes my soul uh, more on that later. Uh, I've, I've also done something that I cannot talk about uh, right now, but uh, in a few episodes, maybe there will be a, a mystery information about uh, a game that we can talk about for now. So, Ooh. yeah.
2: Well, I, actually, uh, I, I have the same yeah. information too, and I, I think it's kind of the same game.
1: <laughs> <laughs> and I, I'm pretty sure that Fan has also a lot of information regarding that. So uh, lo- <laughs> lots of mysteries in our uh, future episode of the Last ND. Ooh. And Fan, uh, what about you?
0: Well, I think the biggest news is today was the first snowfall of the year here. It's still sticking around a little bit. Cool. So, yep, yeah, um, it's a bit earlier than it was last year, I think. Uh, But, you know, obviously we don't have the worst of it coming until January, February, and last year, March and April. Mm, so, mm. springtime snow, we'll have to see what happens this time. <laughs> um... I have just received my copy of Furnace, um, oh. the board game. Yep. Yep, which uh, um, I, I I don't know what the person designing the insert was thinking. Um, it's got some lovely slots to hold all the wooden tokens, and then just these horribly oversized wells for everything else, apart from the cards. So it's like they went, we want this for the cards, leave room for if they sleeve them nice we got the discs here and then do whatever you like for the rest just make some like things uh, for, for so I can, see, I can see why on board game geek there's a guide about cutting furnaces box size down even though it's to me i'm like why would you chop up a box Oh, mm-hmm. that, that that was the guide from uh, W. Eric Martin, right? Yes. yes <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I cl- clicked on it because the same reason you slow down when you're going past a car crash. You kind of want to look and go, do I know anyone involved? No. <laughs> is it nasty? Kind of? I mean, I get what he's doing. And it's, it is, it is. I totally understand why you would cut down Furnace because... There's not even like there's room for expansions within the box, because they filled everything up with air underneath the insert. So, and uh, yeah, just before we started, I was complaining about the excess plastic in War Chest Siege, which arrived today. Just, yeah, I mean, literally everything's going out of that and straight into the main War Chest box, because there's room for it. And then I got this nice looking fake book that I don't know, maybe I'll uh, I'll put the keys to Ecto-1 in there or something. (laughs) <laughs> you know, someone can find it years later next to my mould collection. Um, uh, I've been playing a fair bit of Architects of West Kingdom and the other West Kingdom series, but I'll talk about those later, not to bury the lead. Um, and I just just got uh, from my local stockist uh, a few more magic cards. I found they had a bunch of um, staples for commander very cheap because they support more standard play in the local area so when things fall off they just have them like please buy these so i bought some cards that will never be printed again for uh, as they say pennies on the pound wow oh. yeah and nothing nothing's super fancy not going to blow you away it's not like when i opened my first ever booster pack since like 2012 and opened a mana uh, crypt which i did um that's 140 to 160 euro card um and i had the immediate problem of like oh this is worth a lot oh this is really good in commander i can't play it because nobody i play with has one so if i put this down on turn one suddenly i'm two turns ahead of everyone else and it's not fun so it sits in a folder and i'm thinking about selling it and Getting some lower powered stuff instead. That's unfortunate. It happens, you know. I not everybody can play like at a high competitive level. Not everyone wants to. And actually, as much as I enjoy watching a competitive EDH, you know, slash commander game, I'm not sure I'd ever want to play in one because they're like very complex and very sweaty. A lot of tryharding. Um, I'm not super into tryharding in board games. I'm more into the narrative, which might come to a surprise to some people, but. You know <laughs> yeah uh, that's basically it really um, apart from that it's just been the same old uh, usual just kind of we're having to plan and plot plan for the winter because obviously it, we're on an island um, it's not as like our our heating comes not from like a central heating system we have to um, burn wood for part of it Uh, birch wood is the wood of choice because it's clean burning and hot burning it smells nice uh, and it's fast growing and it's sustainably produced in the local area Um, and then we have an air conditioner heat slash heater and the electricity on the island is mostly green as well Mm -hmm. Um, so but you can't run that when we're under five degrees so we have to work out how much wood level to get and
1: isn't it isn't it getting dark extremely early uh, where you are right now?
0: Yeah, it is. It is. Hang on. Uh, sunset today is oh oh two minutes earlier than yesterday. Fifteen twenty today. It was fifteen twenty two yesterday. Oh, that's So as we, me. it's um it's gonna get dark during this podcast right now. <laughs> it's like light and bright, but it's definitely sunset uh, approaching. Oh. So it, you... it's it's weird um, but I'm pretty used to it and I actually have a uh, natural sunlight lamp I paint with so, uh, so that's my seasonal affective disorder comforter
2: so you are basically there uh, at sunset recording the podcast uh, with a virtual stove and uh, on your 60 square meters game room right no,
0: I'm not in my game room. I mean, I mean one of the two offices we have in the building. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because because a game room is not enough. <laughs> yeah, well, if I if I recorded in the game room, which is a sloped attic, um, uh, like full extent of the house room, uh, the acoustics would be terrible. So if it, any
2: if uh, any of you is going to visit Sweden, uh, drop an email to Fan.
0: Uh, <laughs> and will... and. and <laughs> yeah. And, and as a notoriously anti-social individual, I will promptly ignore it and apologize months later when you say, why didn't you respond? Because that would make me feel very awkward. The, don't, <laughs> we do, don't we do hunt, have a guest house.
1: No. Don't do go hunting down podcasters. No, no. Um, well,
0: what was it? Um, uh, The professor from Tolerian Community College, when he was like starting out, he used to still be a tenured professor, um, I think. I think I can't remember Boston maybe or somewhere like that. But it was, it, he was he was on the registry for the um, for the staff, and so he was just sort of beginning. And a couple of fans like looked him up and searched all of like the American uh, registries and found him, and just turned up when he was finishing like teaching for the day. And they're like, "Oh, professor, we love what you're doing." Um, do you want to play like some commander with us? And he was like, "Oh, oh God, no, d- don't do this." I understand and appreciate, like, but this is really not, not okay. Yeah, this is <laughs> yeah. this is kind of
1: a breach yeah. of our of privacy.
0: It, yeah, yeah. He was like, so no. He, he they they brought some load of stuff and like they were like, "Do you want to?" Dra-? I think it was they wanted to draft commander with him and everything. And it's like, I, I just finished working and I want to go home. And this is after my job, which is almost as bad as turning up on my doorstep. Yeah. You know, running to somebody while they're walking around the streets and everything. Fantastic. You know, um, and get their signature then. But uh, otherwise, not for me. I'm not like Alessio. I can't just meet up with people and, and have, a, have a game or something. I freak out.
1: It, it needs to be uh, planned in advance
0: everything plan everything yes yes absolutely uh hmm. i was gonna say yeah but that's i think that's enough nattering let's uh let's get on into the main body of everything so every year um board game geeks one player guild do a people's choice it used to be top 100 but this year i think it's this year they've done a top 200 um i'm not Maybe I I can't remember when they switched, but they it's definitely bigger than it used to be. But that's not surprising.
1: I think that they switched just this year. Sorry,
0: yeah, no, no, that's what I thought as well. But I didn't want to sit here and click, 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 and try and like double check my notes and be like, oh, yeah, it was this. Um, apparently, 953 people voted this year. Um, so hey, look at us, solo board gamers, there are literally dozens of us. We matter. Um, um, that, that's actually an increase uh,
2: this year, right? Like, it they is, were like yeah. S- s- 600, 700 before.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like about 300 more people. There was 618 last time. So it is an increase. And I think part of that has been the COVID year has given people a chance to sit down and go, oh, actually, you know, solo board gaming can be a lot of fun. Um, and like for myself, I find video gaming solo can be quite stressful Um I was playing Deep Rock Galactic yesterday just like for 15 minutes and I was I went you know what I'll play a hazard level 5 mission sure that's not going to be a problem at all <laughs> and it was the most stressful and sweaty 20 minutes I have dealt with playing as a scout and having to grapple around the entire map while a horde of glyphids chased after me and I was like I'm not doing this again this is no this is not relaxing <laughs> this is um, not um
1: one thing that I I've noticed uh, in this uh, in this list is that a lot of those games I wouldn't I'm not sure I would qualify them as being uh, solo games. Yeah, but... I a lot of those are games that are primarily multiplayer but mm. can be played solo. Like for example, a Kingdom Death for Gloomhaven can be yeah. played solo, but I, I I don't think I would ever mention them as solo games.
2: Well 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 actually i I have to say i usually vote here i didn't vote this year because i was most most interested in the results actually but uh, i I am part of the one player guild and uh, it happens that uh, actually hardcore solo gamers are more interested in the solo variant of the multiplayer games than the actual solo games i think a lot of solo games we have uh, we have talked about in our uh, podcast uh, all lie around uh, 100 110 position here
1: mm. I, I i've i can't think of a lot of really really good uh, solo game primarily made at solo games i can't think of that many good multiplayer game that actually that function is uh better as a solo game than as a multiplayer one
0: i've got five of them sitting on my desk right now and the only reason i'm not going to say the names of them is because they're in the list so oh yeah i I, I can't think
1: of, i can't think of one exactly uh and it's definitely going to come out it, it's one uh where you you play in a submarine and we'll probably mm. talk about it later <laughs>
0: yeah that one though i would say that yes a purely solo solo game i'd say but
1: uh i, I would say it's uh it, it has a multiplayer mode but the solo mode game is a lot more mm, fleshed out yeah, yeah which is which is what uh uh makes it a better solo game
0: definitely absolutely uh we should stop being vague about it and, yeah uh, start uh start going out yeah. So the the idea is we're kind of just gonna because there's, there, there's 200 games we can't do what some people have managed to do and sit down for several hours and talk about each and every single one. Partly because I haven't played all of these. If it's got a heavy war theme in it, I've probably not played it because that's not really my jam. Honestly,
1: um. <laughs> the only way to go through all of them would do would be to do a um, uh, a version of the Pokemon wrap, but with uh, <laughs> <old> game, <laughs> <old> game names. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh dear. Yes, indeed. So the first like 150, we're going to just like mention some notable things that were like, oh, that game. Yeah, this game. And then we're going to look at the top 50, but maybe not in massive amounts of detail until we get nearer the end. And there may be some that we're just going to be like either skipping entirely because none of us have played it. Or we're just like, oh, well, it's okay. Yeah, um, I haven't played it solo. i played it multiple. Yeah. So, for example, I was very surprised to see it in 199, Etherfields, which <laughs> um, I, I love the theme of this game. And but and I love the miniatures. But this has been a game that I've just consistently heard people always be like, there's a but. Every time they have something to say about Etherfields, there's always a but following with it. So I was mm. surprised. Well, I mean,
1: it's it's exactly number two, uh one nine nine. So, you know, I it, it might it might be the reason why it's the the the, the smallest number of that two hundred list. Uh,
2: it's like an awakening games. Uh, so you basically have a perfectible game which has a great narrative.
0: Yeah, I I think looking at the stats that they've got on the page um so cuz they list like average vote and number of voters and everything this is this is a new entry for 2021 um and it seems to be heavily weighted by a few people who are like, "This is I really like this" because it, it even got a number one vote. Out yep. of, so, which suggests to me that there's a some serious fans who absolutely loved it, and it's just managed to dip it into the bottom of this. I'll be surprised if it's here next year, not because it's necessarily a bad game. I, as I say, I think it's more of a um, a complicated, troubled game <laughs> with some good elements to it and some bad. So it's very much down to taste. But I think it's just. Who's going to be getting Etherfields in the future years? It's it's just going to be on a few people's shelves and maybe the odd person will chase it up in the second-hand market, but we can't we can't dwell it much further because this is still top 200. If we're going to be this long on just yeah. 199, yeah. we're going to have to record like 12 of these episodes. <laughs> yeah, because I want to get onto 196, because it's Shadows of Brimstone, like <laughs> yes. all of Shadows of Brimstone. Um, i got to say, this is basically a Warhammer Quest reskin with cowboys on the top there are differences in the system, okay? I'm not knocking it. I own this game. I just wanted to mention it because I'm still annoyed that when all my board games got shipped over, my brother forgot in quotations, <laughs> to send these over and still hasn't confirmed whether he has them or not in his possession. So I don't even know if they got lost while being shipped, oh, no. which I doubt. So so I, I'm looking at this now. I really wanted to write about Shadows of Brimstone because it's a hot mess. Like, it's fun, but it's that same kind of crazy fun that Darklight and and warhammer quest give you where it's just sometimes you're like why does the system why do you have to be this way why are you doing this to me <laughs> you could be better and other times you're just having so much fun uh, so that's it i just want to say like it's a big heavy game to be in at 196 it's a lot of weight to carry for one person um mechanically but uh yeah shadows of brimstone i can see why it's there
2: Okay, I want to say one quick thing about 195, which is Iron Elm, which is a very weird solo game, because it's uh, on the Game Crafter, which, I- I- if you don't know, it's a website where you can craft an entire game starting from components, and you can put it on sale, and stuff like that. I uh, have to say... I got uh, this notified by an Italian podcast actually, Uh, I won't uh, drop names here, but if you're interested just just ask, uh, that's interesting, it's a very cool dungeon crawler, you just just pick cards, you get dungeon cards which are uh, two doors basically, and you choose your path uh, going on, it plays solo, it plays automatically, it has a lot a few things in common with the One Deck Dungeon, but we'll get over it. And uh, it's a very, very fun game, for actually the, the small cost and the fact that this is basically an indie production, the the, the, the artwork is is uh, naive, it is kind of very si- simple, but it does its work, so it's very fun and, and I'm happy that it is listed in this list, because just being there and just being five position ahead of uh, uh, either fields, it's a great achievement for this game. So kudos to them.
0: Yeah. I never heard of it, so... Mm. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'll say 193, very quickly, that's Roads and Boats. Um, its inclusion on this list means I'm finally going to pull the trigger and get a copy of it. I've been umming and iron about this forever because it's a spotter game and they're not cheap, uh, but um, I'm going to get it. And then uh, we have at 188 um, Legacy of Dragon Holt, which is the Fantasy Flight Terranoth set LGBTQ plus friendly, amazing (laughs) piece of work. Like considering it's basically a expanded choose your own adventure adventure style game like the old fighting fantasy books and stuff. It's so replayable. There's so many different things going on, uh, lots of different paths, and your characters really do matter in where the story goes. Uh, it's, it's You can play it with multiple players as well. Um, it's originally designed like as a party decision-making kind of cover-lots-of-skills-together sort of game. I've played through the whole campaign. Um, and because I'm a terrible person, Whenever it's my turn to make decisions, I made bad decisions and we didn't get a very good ending and it's all (laughs) on me for that. But I would do it again. Um, And Red Rising, which I would, that appears at 186 and I'd just like to say (laughs) to that. Sorry, it's the worst game I've played all year. Um,
2: 178, 178, go 178.
0: No, 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 we've got (laughs) 183 first for myself and Alexis. So Alexis, you can take it away. <laughs>
1: um i i've yet to to sink a lot of hours into it but it's Bloodborne the board game uh which I, I, it's a lot of fun it's it's basically sort of a, a warmer quest inspired uh type game but it has some extremely fun mechanic to cover the trick weapon of the the Bloodborne, uh game and i think it's really really ingenious in a in a lot of ways and its main problem for me is that the game uh, as a time limit and it's too fast and you are forced to always move forward
0: mm-hmm. and i
1: just want to engage more with the with the game rather than having to uh, almost dodge enemies and just run forward to finish the level as f- as fast as possible i want to fight with it i want to have fun and just to enjoy the the, the combat system but it's it has a lot of really fun mechanics and really really interesting little bits. so yeah uh great little game i i Want to play more? That I have yet to have enough experience with it, but I know that Fenn uh, absolutely loved it. So
0: yes, yeah, the um, combat mechanics are wonderful, and I get what you're saying about you want more time because enjoy- engaging in the combat against the monsters is really enjoyable. This has been a great puzzle one player. It's been a wonderful like um, cooperative experience two player. I'm really sad that they are that this is a Seamon game. So we're just not yeah. going to see everything out on retail and i was very frustrated in particular that i think i think it's four of the hunters are in like exclusive to uh the the, the quick kickstarter stuff which is like no, that's no bueno man that's not on that's Don't. always the
1: big problem with game, games that they, you always feel like you're not getting the full value for your money because you came in after the reviews and after the game came out and it just it just does it's not a good experience for anybody that uh came in late.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a shame. It's it's a superb game though. I really hope to see the mechanics come back in something else in the future cuz yeah. that whole card-based combat um and the flipping of weapons is super cool. I think people who know me know I'm a fan of if you do something with a card, do something on the back and if you're flipping back and forth between those, I'm very excited. Yes. Yes. Um, I'm not going to talk in detail about it because it's older uh, relative appears on the list, but at 181 is Jump Drive, um, which is an excellent introduction to the Race for the Galaxy uh, system and has a nice like solo campaign that you can play. Um, So that's great. And then uh, we've got number 178. Yeah, which is which is, of course, board game. uh, Was it board game? Circle Jerks? Favorite game? Patchwork. Yes, (laughs) Yes. <laughs> yeah, maybe we we will have time to talk
2: about this, but uh, this is uh, a great filler game and it's uh, one versus one game which has a great which has a great decent very good solo mode. It's a lot interesting and uh, well, uh, it's actually my favorite game from Rosenberg. So <laughs> that's it.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it's 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 a very popular two-player game. It's a hell of a meme within the Reddit community. Um, I'm not sure if any of them listen to us, but if you ever do, you know, keep doing what you're doing because uh-huh, it cracks okay. me up. Uh, this one is kind of falling. It was 66 in 2019. It's 162. It's 178. So it's maybe people are preferring it actually as a two-player game rather than a one-player game. Um, yeah,
2: we'll have to see how it goes th- That's probably also the fact that there are more
0: options today so. mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, just above it is Mini Rogue which is a game I can't talk about because I can't manage to get my hands on a copy and I really want to, I love the name I love the concept uh, but I can't talk about it at all
2: there, there's 168, which is Tiny Towns, and we won't talk about it anyway, so...
0: Tiny Towns is the very best pod, you know, a <laughs> g- board game that's ever been on this podcast, and if you uh, haven't listened to the episode where I talk about Tiny Towns, you should go back and listen to it. You'll find it, don't worry, it's not listed in any of the episode names, but it is in there.
2: No. <laughs> uh, so, so I shouldn't tell them the number now?
0: Absolutely not, no. That's no. a hidden Easter egg for them to locate. Fans' review of Tiny Towns. L- less Less than 10. <laughs> um, 173, there's a game I keep meaning to get on the table, which is Orleans. Um, I haven't have played it. it yet. I really want to play it. I've got it, but getting to it is uh, it's taking time to get there. Um, and then High Frontier for All, which we're not going to talk about, talk about much on this podcast um, because the it turns out that the designers are not exactly the best person in the world, but the game is, is very good. It's the only one I own from him. It's the only one I will keep. Um, the map is gorgeous. He's, he's well known for sea lining, which you can Google if you want to find out what that's mm. about. Um, and then I think at the nice, well, nice part two, number 169, is australia which alexis yeah. wanted to talk about briefly
1: i i, I just w- wanted to mention i've yet to play the game i have no idea if it's good or not but it reminded me that um shelf stories mentioned it in in a, a video that they they posted recently and it's a great video and i would uh use the the, the position of australia as a 169 as an excuse for people to t- go check up um, shelf stories which is a youtube channel that talks about board game and that episode on, on it was was pretty fun uh, it's on a discord in the um, all board game section
0: yeah I can thoroughly recommend if you want somebody who thinks deeply about board games and about how they can impact on others and is very good in expressing how you may not have considered the, the impact on various different people um, it's a is a great like page you know great uh, YouTube channel. Speaking of <laughs> uh, the concept of um, some of the things that are talked about within that uh, video, including the term whitewashing, which our next uh, number was uh, uh, put their hands up to doing it and said they hadn't realised. Which is one uh, six five, five. five. Yeah. Paleo. Yes, paleo. Um, which we don't. Well, shut up and sit down did a wonderful review, and then the, after the review, they stopped and they explained the problem, which is. All of the characters in Paleo are Caucasian, are light skinned. There's even some redheads in there. Um, and none of that existed in the time period at all. Like, we've got no evidence. Everyone was dark skinned within the Paleolithic era. The lighter skinned genes didn't come along until a lot later on. Which yeah. is why there's not that many light skinned people in the world totally, you know? Yeah, yeah the, the weird thing. It feels stuff, like there is.
2: The weird thing was that the game uh, is actually designed by a professional archaeologist.
0: Yeah. But they, they, they very maturely put their hands up and said they were working so hard to include a spread of gender and covering that, that they weren't paying attention. It's not the fault of anyone other than like just the people overseeing the whole thing. And they didn't mean to do it and they're gonna try and address it in the future with the expansion and everything.
2: Uh, anyway I, I can attest that Paleo is a great game it plays a lot modular and that's super cool because uh, actually you it uh, boosts its longevity basically and uh, it's very very good I, I played it uh, exclusively solo I, I can see the appeal in playing it with uh, many people, but since it is uh, not a game the wife likes, uh, it will probably wait for a bit more. But mm, I, I, I
0: can could, I could say it plays pretty well with um, younger younger gamers. It's fairly accessible to get into because the concepts, as long as you're yeah. operating the bits and pieces, um, they can easily decide, oh, I'm going to search this, I'm not going to search this. As long as they're at that point where they can take out punishing paleo likes to be at times. <laughs> uh then um uh 163 i just briefly want to mention the gallerist which is uh the Vida second Lacerda, yeah. yeah yeah the second best solo game he's put out but probably the most accessible um if you're ever looking to get into Lacerda's games the gallerist is the one that you should go for i really should do a proper full review on it in one of the podcast episodes in the future because mm. it's so accessible i'd and... be interested in that yeah it's it's great it's like what if uh, the the what if modern art was really popular and terrible like it's really <laughs> bad modern art um but it's a it's a beautiful beautiful game and very good solo mode um. Then just below that's pandemic legacy. Yeah. yeah,
1: I I'm actually very surprised that it's so low. Um, the, I the, mean,
2: uh, actually yeah. I took a note about this. Uh, there are a lot of uh, pandemic games. Pandemic legacy. I think I saw just season one, but I I actually reserved the 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 highest uh, places in the. Uh, in the ranking for the live podcast so uh, for for actually our recording because it's not live but uh, what i want to say is that uh, pandemic uh, mode uh, pandemic game mode is actually very good for solo there are a lot of pandemic games number 200 is a one is a pandemic there is pandemic iberia and uh, pandemic fall of rome above of this and i think both are better than season one, but uh, yeah, there are a lot of pandemics
0: here. Pandemic, um, season zero, still my favorite. The whole bunch. Uh, I don't think uh, season one actually made me angry. Um, and we stopped playing. <laughs> um,
1: would you would you rather play uh, pandemic, uh, season one rather than pandemic the the base game as solo. a solo player?
0: The base game. Uh, really the, the... yeah yeah season one is uh, season one is hot garbage if I could expunge it from his hist- annals <laughs> of history I would And we would just start with season two, zero and then go straight to season two and season one would just be like people would go what happened to season mm-hmm. one and they go well Fen got one wish and this is what, what Fen chose to do was have it erased
2: <laughs> <laughs> we are allowed to remember that Fen erased it, but we yes allowed not allowed what to... it was like <laughs> yeah. because then,
0: then I don't have to remember what the twist was which is when I put down the game and went, I'm done.
2: Well, um, mm. I think that by the time it was out, it was actually a good pandemic because uh, I, I agree with Alexis that Pandemic Legacy is a, all Pandemic Legacy games are funnier than uh, their uh, regular versions, except maybe Pandemic Fall of Rome, which I loved. But uh, uh, I have to say, as a solo gamer, uh, a lot of the fun in destroying stuff, taking decisions, and uh, attaching stickers and changing something forever is kind of wasted with just one people. Why? Well, with just one person? Hmm. Because well, uh, with whom are you sharing this? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I mean, you can't have the fun of turning up for one game of Risk, Le- Risk Legacy, winning, and naming one of the towns on the map forever, <laughs> Big Chungus, and then knowing that everybody's going to have to play future games with Big Chungus being one of the important objectives that they've got to go for. <laughs> which I did, and I would not, I would not take it back. Um, you, you know, I had a
2: lot of fun with Risk Legacy. I actually uh, thought it, it's. Uh... It should be remembered a lot more than it
0: is. Mm. Well, it did. It did pave the way. So, yeah. A,
1: a few, a few entries down, we have Parks, which is another great. Yeah. Um...
0: But 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 we got ones in the middle in between. Oh. <laughs> yes, I'm sorry. Uh, there's On Mars, which is another Lacerda game, which I'm waiting for the expansion for pure cooperative play and solo play before I get into it, and. I can't go anywhere without briefly saying at 156 there's super skill pinball (laughs) 4K, which is really good. And I am somebody who used to live with someone who owned his own pinball machine. And as a consequence, I love pinball. Because when you don't have to pay to play, it's amazing fun. (laughs) (laughs) It's a lot
1: of fun, yeah.
2: There's an entire pinball machine subgenre on board games. I think in the last year I saw three games, I think I saw a recension uh, I think I saw a review on Space Beef like two months ago about two different pinball games there are a lot yeah. of them, I, I'm not following them but there's a culture I, about them
0: I would recommend, if nothing else, watching um, Tom's uh, Shut Him, Sit Down review of Super Pinball and he really nails like how well they've done in translating it from the physical action to the mm-hmm. board game so yeah uh, there's also set a watch at 149 yeah which i'm waiting for so and Lahav, for... <laughs> yeah Lahav Havre at 148 which i used to own and i sold and every once in a while i think you know i kind of miss Lahav. Havre. And then i look at my notes for when i was playing it i'm like maybe i shouldn't get it again <laughs> um it's not my favorite uva game but the artwork and the setting always i'm always like ooh. and then now we've got parks yeah one
1: yes which is which is a game that i would say is as good solo as it is uh multiplayer which is very hard to do design wise but this one just works so well yeah yeah um it's it's a beautiful game we've talked about it a lot so
0: Yes, we have. We have. We we've talked about it in a podcast episode, so we won't dwell on it here. But yeah, solo, fantastic. Um, Castles of Burgundy, 9-4-4. that game. Yeah, one four four. That game is. I bought the app to try and get into learning to play this game, and I cannot get past the tutorial in the app. It is so frustrating. Uh, Castles of Burgundy, the board game as well. Looks, it's kind of not pretty, um, yeah. but I've really got to play it because. I, I've seen people play it, they have an immensely fun time, and it looks great, and I'm like, come on, come on, just, just come on, Fenn, just, just, it's okay, just open the box, just yeah. play it. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, no, um, I, no, I've got other things I could do right now, I'm going to go rake the leaves. I,
2: I, th- <laughs> I think I saw a video review of Castle of Burgundy one once, which said, uh, okay, open the box, hey, here, have some points. So roll the dice. Here have some points. Uh, flip the rule book. Here have some points. You do points Ooh. with everything. <laughs>
0: so I, th- I think more games should give people points for interacting with the rulebook. <laughs> no, that that
2: doesn't happen actually. I, but it's uh, it's a game which gives you points for everything and it's kind of a bit of messy because you are supposed to be competitive about it so i think that uh, uh, having it as a solo game is actually an enhancement of on the concept of the game because yeah. uh, you are just trying to beat your score and
0: that's nothing wrong probably, with that yeah <laughs> Yeah, the- um, Legends of Andor is at 139. I believe Kara's going to talk about that sometime in the future because she really enjoyed it. So I'll be looking
1: forward to we, we it. We will
0: probably touch back to that one. Um, oh, Blackout Hong Kong is a game I
1: keep considering and then not getting. Uh, just, just before that, there's a yep. Thunderbolt uh, uh, Apeche Leader, <laughs> which is an extremely dull war game about planes and helicopters and all types of weird uh militaristic stuff i have not played that one specifically but i've played another game by that same um, company and if you if you like military stuff and you're ready to to read the hundreds of pages of rules and try to get into that mindset, it can be very, uh, really fun. Uh, we're not going to go uh, too much uh, deep mm. into that one, but it's it's fun for uh, a certain type of people.
0: Yeah. Um, at number 135, there's Glenmore 2 Chronicles. And now, Glenmore keeps on coming up on my radar over and over again, and every time I see that it's Glenmore 2, and I'm like, but I don't know what happened in the first one.
2: But where is Glenmore 1? It's basically yeah. unavailable anymore.
0: I, I know, it doesn't matter, it's just it's a war. I can't get myself to play Glenmore 2 without but, playing Glenmore 1.
2: But, but Glenmore 2 is basically uh, Glenmore 1 with a few models. So you, you can play it without the modules and have basically the same experience. I have to say, Glenmore 1 is Probably the better game because it's okay, like uh, it is.
0: <laughs> now, now your argument's fallen apart because you were like, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you don't need it. You just need Glenmore two, and you made it sound like Glenmore second edition. I was like, ooh, yeah. And then yeah. You Glenmore one's better, and I'm back down to yeah. All right, what's exactly. Next? Move on.
2: I, I understand. Yeah. One three three yeah. freedom. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. yes. Mm-hmm. That's another great game because it's actually hard to come by, at least here in Italy, but it. It's a game we which talks about the slavery period in the U S. and you are trying to free slaves from various plantation and bring them to the north while trying to escape the slavers. It's uh, it's a beautiful game. It's a gut punch to play. You actually uh, it makes you make sacrifices to say of someone to save someone else. Uh, and uh, it's a very compelling game with a very compelling topic so it's a recommendation uh, even just for the historical for, for the historical relevance but it's yeah. a, also a good game
0: it is it's a very good game my recommendation is to the people who publish it get it back in print this one's important yeah mm mm-hmm. Uh, one, three, two. We got Cla- Clans of Caledonia, which suffers from the Glenmore effect for me at least, <laughs> where I'm like, I haven't played Glenmore one yet. How can I play Clans of Caledonia? Even though I know they're not the least bit related, but for some reason, uh, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna play one of them. I'm gonna play one of them in 2022, definitely. That's that's my goal for next year.
2: I have 127, The Lost Expedition. We <laughs> Uh
0: well, well, you see, I'd, we can talk about that in a moment. Uh, we're yeah. definitely going to talk about it quite a bit. But two before it is a game that I almost talked about on the podcast on numerous occasions. And it is the most dull looking box you can possibly see. <laughs> yes.
1: My ass, my ass already glazed cl- uh, over.
0: Yes. Yeah. So Newton is actually a delight. <laughs> it is a basically worker placement kind of card engine building game filled with more beige than your stomach could ever manage. Even if you spent your whole life eating beige, you would still not have enough room to fit all of the beige within this game. But it turns out this game is a phenomenal game, especially played solo. It's so interesting. The puzzle shifts and changes constantly. You're moving around multiple different tracks. You're collecting books in an exciting fashion which I, I normally wouldn't say. I do collect books, but I don't think they're exciting. They're just pretty. Um, it, it, yes. Like, if you're at all curious about the brown box with the green apple on it and the name of the dead dude on the top, give it a go. Because, yeah, Newton is, like, very good. Especially Solo. Um, and, yeah, the, ooh, let's get on to it. Uh, number 127. Yeah. You reviewed it, uh, <laughs> yeah, The Lost Expedition,
1: uh, and, and you highly recommend it.
0: Yeah, yeah, well, it appears uh, Sylvester, you know. Yeah, uh, all, yes, all his he, games are great. Every one of his games is great. This one's quite different to many of the others he makes as well, which is nice. And uh, Yeah, it's tight, it's difficult. The expansions, which I didn't talk about in my written review, because I wasn't talking, I didn't write about in my written, written review. Um, are are really good. They mix things up in a whole bunch of different ways as well, and it's so cheap. It's it's so cheap for how pretty it is. Like there's just no reason to not own it.
2: Yeah, it's basically a very hard hunt phase of Kingdom Death, basically. Mm-hmm. Be- better <laughs> yeah. than yeah. <laughs> so... Yep, yeah,
0: definitely better than. They, I I reckon if, if if Mr Poots had played uh, had played this, then he would have had a better hunt phase out of the gate. Um, yeah. If you'd realised the parallels between what he was creating and. Yeah, what
2: exactly. And Mr. Sylvester created. Yeah, that's Peter Sylvester's. Now there's
0: one, two, four, Maki. Wait, 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 wait. Oh, I, so I take it, neither of you played one, two, six, Flashpoint? Uh, no, not, <laughs> no yet. Okay. not yet. No, that's fine. I, I keep wanting to play it, I keep looking at it. Um, but I was hoping one of you played it so you could talk about it, <laughs> but no. So pin in that one, two, five is ghost stories, which is a game I used to own, but was too, <laughs> it's too exhausting solo. So what was it? One, two, four. Mackie. 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 It's, M- uh, Mackie. R- <laughs> yeah. but Yeah. Ma- ma- Vic Mackie.
2: Yeah. That's not Vic Mackie, but it's the Mackie, the French resistance uh, uh, of the Nazi occupation. And uh, it's uh, a worker placement game. Audrey isn't
0: here. Before you carry on, does this mean we can break out terrible French accents for a moment and get away with it? Yeah, (laughs) of course. I I look forward to
2: playing the Marquis. So, play Uh,
0: Marquis. Shut up, I pronounced it how I like you, terrible man.
1: (laughs) The Jeu Maquis want... is very interesting. There's, there's a lot of...
0: Uh... <laughs> okay, okay we'll, we'll stop. Go on, tell us about the,
2: okay. the Maquis. She, she'll kill us. So, uh, basically, it's a worker placement game. is a, is a, It's actually... A, it started as a print printer play, but it was produced with a very high production value. It's a great game. Uh, we have a review for it on the less than D patreon so if
0: we already have a review for it that's what we <laughs> yeah. need to say we're trying to get through these to get to the top 50. We're on yeah. one, two, three now. Sherlock Holmes Consulting Detective, in my opinion, better played with your partner, two-player. Yeah. <laughs> it's really good, though, and there's tons of them. Then we go straight on to uh, what, uh, 120, 120, which is Flam Rouge, which we talked about before on the podcast. So sling that one away. Yeah, 118. So uh, 117, one, <laughs> one, one, go Okay, 118, Burgle Bros. Yes, we talked about that on the podcast. And 117, Calico. On the podcast, yeah, rapid cool. fire round. <laughs> Unbroken, 116, on the podcast.
1: Unbroken, I'm broken. i I'm going to get a very uh, long sigh because I've yet to receive it still. But uh, in any case, I'm very happy to see it that high and on the list for a game that, that's basically a brand new uh, creator or just slipping into, uh, into so high.
0: 114 is Sword and Sorcery, which I own and I need to talk about in the future in detail, but there's tons of content. You could be playing it for a year and some people say Midara made it irrelevant. For me, Sword and Sorcery makes Midara kind of irrelevant, but we'll talk (laughs) about that in the future.
1: Uh, Um, 110, we have Star Realm, but maybe that's jumping too high. Uh, Star Realm, which is an amazing uh, competitive uh, drafting game. Really, really fun. Uh, highly recommended for people to, to try it.
2: 105, we have Barrage, which is uh, a, g- a game about managing da- a-, a dam uh, 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 overflowing with, uh, with uh, mechanical components and a lot of stuff. It's a very brainy game. It's very interesting, more in the, in the multiplayer than solo, in my opinion, but Solo Automa actually plays uh, very smooth. So, yeah. it's not a crazy automa, it's a good automa, and a good one to start with.
0: Yeah, it's on my list of games um, that I want to get, but I have to wait for it to become in stock in Sweden. Then there's 103, Raiders of the North Sea, which is the best of the North Sea trilogy. This is not the only time you're going to see a board game from Shem Phillips on this list, because for some reason, uh, uh, Garfield games do really good solo games. But um, it, it, that is... Uh, it's it's like Shipwrights of the North Sea. I only own it because there's a trilogy, and you play all three games. Otherwise, Shipwrights is not a very good deck drafting game. But then Explorers mm. of the North Sea is a nice pick up and delivery game with a good solo mode. Um, and we may we're going to see a variant of it in the future. And Raiders of the North Sea is the best one of the bunch, where Shem really starts to like grow into his role as designing games and make something pretty good. But he gets better.
2: 101, okay, because Red Rod Inc. and 98 Welcome To are two very good solo roll and write games. Uh, actually, not, not necessarily solo, but uh, they can are fully playable solo, which are very relaxing, very fun, and very cool as puzzles. And uh, for those, you can actually play them anytime you want on Board Game Arena. A uh, couple of them is not premium too, so... They're actually recommended and able to try at any time you want.
0: Where do you get your board game arena merchandise? They said they'd hook you up for all the (laughs) yeah
2: yeah. I I I, I'll try to remember friends.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah So Railroad Inc. The great thing about that as well is you can literally chuck any YouTube video on of somebody playing Railroad Inc. and play against them, like you know as an additional element to the solo game and the same with the one we're going to talk about at like in a short moment that one you can do as well but let's go to 100 because i believe this is a game i want to know about no i know it's i want to know about but i believe it's a game
1: that alexis knows about uh so unfortunately i won't be able to tell you that much about it because i've only played the card game and i love the card game the card game is great and i'm actually surprised to see the dice game here rather than the card version of fleet the dice game
0: it seems year after year this people are rating this more and more and i really wanted to get my hands on it i might dip into the new weather machine kickstarter with the purpose of getting access i think i can get access to fleet through that I yes think I, can. I think so so i might do it that way because it's
1: constantly out of stock for me yes uh, the the cards game at the very least is an incredibly fun and quick uh mm-hmm how how do you say that in french like a family making uh card game where you have to to collect different families of the different set types of set collection set collection yeah a set collection that's the one uh you have to to collect different uh, sets of fish so that we, you can get more points and it's really fun really quick and i i love the team. uh even though it's kind of boring it's collecting fish but i don't know why it just it just works for me and uh, i've heard that the the dice game is great and i keep seeing it higher on the on list like this than the the base card game so it's definitely a game that i'm going to try to get and uh, yeah. and play soon okay. i
0: love any game that operates a dice thing particularly well
1: yeah <laughs> so. uh nice one for me next one for me is 95.
0: well um, there's a brief mention of cascadia which i keep regretting more and more that i didn't back the kickstarter for oh. the, they've had hit after hit after hit these these guys have been just knocking it out of the park. Um, flat out games, that is, I should say. Uh, they did, they did a Calico. Um, they yeah. do Inverdance, um And uh, Cascadia. And Cascadia has just been going up and up. And I was just like, oh, it's another like placing tiles type thing with tokens. And I didn't get it. But luckily, from what I've gathered, there's not much extra you get from having a Kickstarter copy compared to a normal one. So just get it in retail fine mm-hmm. and then 98 was welcome to blank your yeah. name here um, which is great really uh, enjoyable it. yeah uh, it's a, it's a nice little flip and write where you draw cards instead it's got some good fun wrinkles to it
2: and uh, 95 is Hostage
0: Negotiator, which we talked, which about, yes. it. We- talked yeah. about on the podcast. I we thoroughly about... recommend it. I'm actually
1: surprised not to see the Legacy version, which is even more fun as a solo it's, player. I've it's rolling everything
0: it. together under one entry on the list. Ah, okay. So if you actually look at the um, rankings, it's been falling, um, interestingly. but ah. uh, And it had a bigger fall this year. I've, um,
1: I've liked it a, a lot, uh, the, the legacy version, as far as I played it, so yeah pretty fun. And, yep.
2: and there's number 88, which is Coffee roster and mm-hmm. uh, this is cool because, well, it's uh, Japanese design, so you have basically an essential game with tight decision making, and that's cool. Actually, you have a lot of options uh, in Coffee roster and you can make, like, I think uh, 30 different kinds of coffee,
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah okay. As
1: an Italian, I'm sure that you enjoy this a lot.
2: Yeah, it's actually kind of. I'm not a good coffee roaster, so uh, not not a good co- coffee roaster myself. I prefer to make espressos with uh, already uh, roasted beans, but yeah. mo- at most expect for the activity which is great. Yeah,
0: you see, on the start, you know, on the deck of the Enterprise, you would turn to the captain and go, damn it, Jim, I'm a coffee drinker, not a coffee maker. <laughs> uh, number 87 is Baseball Highlights 2045 that people keep saying, and I'll paraphrase here, I don't like baseball, but I enjoy this game. It's got a robot baseball dude on the front, so...
1: I'm, I'm going to assume that you still need to like baseball a little bit to enjoy a game like this.
0: Uh, Well, somebody, I'll quote the person here from the UK, really like this even though I have no interest in baseball.
1: Well, maybe. I love this one even though I have
0: minus one interest in baseball. (laughs) So Uh, apparently it's a baseball game for fans of not baseball.
1: Maybe I need to give it a look then.
0: Mm, Yeah, maybe, maybe. Uh, Then there's that, that's pretty pretty clever at 85. Ganz schön clever. Yes, yes. Uh, Elder is... Sign at 84, which I very much enjoy, although yes. my copy got destroyed by coffee, uh, so I tend I now play the app version only.
2: It was labelled as the better alternative to Arkham Horror Final Hour. I still prefer the resolution mechanisms of Arkham Horror Final Hour, but it's a great game, yes.
0: I just like rolling dice. It feels very you <laughs> to roll dice and fail horribly. Uh, that's perfect. Um, Space Empires 4X appears at 83, a game I keep thinking about talking about on the podcast, but it would need a lot more people to play it because it's big. And I, it's, I, I, I want to play give it a try. Space Prize, Empires though. 4X. Hmm. I think it's the best 4X game ever well, released. Yeah, yeah. want to day. give
1: it a try with you then.
0: <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Uh, Horrified at 81, which uh, uh, is very good. Love Yo. the cover. I haven't tried it. Uh, it's it's very light accessible, uh, almost, you know, pandemic-y but not, you know, so you've got point-to-point movement and you've got two monsters at any given time, so that mixes up the game a lot and they've even released the American Monsters version. Uh, I can just, I can recommend it if you can get it cheaply, it's it's great. Uh, and then number 80, I believe we have.
1: Uh, number 80 is this Deep Space D6 that I talked about a couple
0: of yeah. days ago, I feel.
1: Uh, it's great. I'm really happy to see that. I it's a true solo game. Like no way to play this one as uh, with with other people. But it's a great solo game. Just bring it somewhere. Uh, play with it when you when you have a few minutes. It's just it it works so well. And yeah, my really notes
2: good. stop here, so I don't have
0: any contributions up t- up to the top uh, fifty. That's all right. Right.
1: for me 75
0: yeah there's 78 i want to briefly just say street masters is fantastic but super hard to get your hands on oh, okay. um, uh Isle of cats i'm going to be talking about next year when the kickstarter delivers the expansion and all the extra pieces but there is a app version available that i got um the code for because i backed Ooh. the kickstarter Isle of cats is amazing you know poly nomi nomino geometry puzzles with cats and rats it's a cat placement game Yes, it is. It's got a nice number of different versions as well to make sure it's accessible to um, to younger players, which is great. <laughs> the
1: the next one then is seventy five.
0: Uh, that's Agricola. Yeah. Okay. Yeah,
1: I, I I'm actually surprised that um that to see Agricola rather than Caverna. We need to, to talk about it some days. Uh, I I just heard my um uh, someone ringing at my doorstep, so I'll be right back. You can continue.
2: There's a lot of dissing between Agricola and Caverna fans, so which one is the better, which one... Caverna. Is the... Yeah, uh, I kind yeah. of like it because it's a bit more modern and it's not insanely yeah. punishing. But I've played
0: over 120 solo games of Agricola and I prefer Caverna. Oh, of course. It's... Or, or actually the one after it, Hallertau. <laughs> yeah,
2: yeah, Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, Although uh... neither of those would top my list of Uwe Rosenberg solo games.
2: Actually, the, the good thing about Agricola is that, uh, well, I don't, I don't know if I'm supposed to say this, but it's on Board Game Arena, <laughs>
0: so you can play it. <laughs> you, you're the one rolling in those big Board Game Arena bucks, so go ahead, <laughs> why not? Um, at 72, we've got Root, which we've talked about on the podcast, and yeah. the clockwork still continue to impress.
2: Like yeah, I agree, the clockwork version 2.0 is great.
0: Yep. And then at 71, Lucerda's best solo game, in my opinion, is Kanban EV, the car manufacturing game all about making a car, but really you're scored on how good an employee you are under the Kanban system. Yep. So it doesn't matter what you're making. It could have been cupcakes. It could have been anything. Just blag it and impress, impress, impress. And I'm back. Um, it's a great game and 70 is the game that i consistently fail to get anyone on this podcast to play so we can talk about it maybe you'll join in now another 70 xia legends of a drift system i've I've literally been pointing at my monitor prodding it yes this is amazing solo (laughs) it's amazing two player it's amazing three player four player five player however many players you can fit in the game it's always good
3: well
1: that's good to know i need to i need to give it a try someday
0: yeah, uh uh we got I... got Terraforming Mars Ares, which uh, has a bit of a controversy. I don't think anyone's played it here, have they? No. It's number 69, yeah, though, which is nice. And then at 68 <laughs> is Alessio's Pet Project.
2: Uh, yes, but I don't have this note, so tell me what is this. Uh, Descent. Oh, Descent. Uh, Legend of the Duck. Yeah, this is a great solo game. Uh, actually, is an app-driven game, so it's perfect for solo. The only thing is... Is that it's a table log but uh, it's very fun to play. You can play it solo to ended, solo for ended, solo any way you like. Um, don't listen to people who, who say that the game is overly easy. Uh, it's true, if you play for players, uh, it's overly easy for the fo- first four uh, uh, quests but after that difficulty ramps up a bit and then you get to the end of the game where difficulty ramps ramps up a lot so it eventually will be a thought thaw- bond to chew. And I think there's someone which is frantically searching uh, his desk for a stapler. So <laughs> I don't know what's happening <laughs> I, there. Th-
1: those sounds will be cut by the kind of <laughs> yeah. so nobody has
0: nobody what you're talking <laughs> about. They're, they're, People I'm will just... think that you're crazy. Yeah, I was just going to say that um, it uh, it sounds like uh, somebody is calling out play- people who go, the game's too easy and saying, well, you <laughs> gave up too quickly. Yeah, I, kn- I know you've not played the whole thing. I got you right there. You're on my board now. You're on my list. Call for you this year. Um, right behind that is Vice Council of West Kingdom, another Shem Phillips game, another amazing solo game. So oof, that's like, yes.
2: Do keep we an have... eye out
0: for everything that Shem Phillips and, and Graffill Games do
2: do we have the entire West Kingdoms here
0: yeah of course yeah <laughs> yeah most of the North Sea and the entire West Kingdoms series are on here and even some ones that are based on the North Sea stuff is in here there's a they, lot they of geography they knock it out but it's, it's uh, I don't know what the proper name is for it, but I call it the Windrose series. They've done three <laughs> games for North, they've done three games for the West, then they're going to be doing South Tigris next, so three for South, and then they will assuming they're going to do three for East. Um, <laughs> so 12 board games total. Each one has, uh, like Tome Saga, a thing that lets you play all three games as a campaign. So maybe at the end of it all, they will give you another box where you play all 12 games as a continuous campaign through <laughs> each of the different campaign things who knows like we'll find out um there's journey of uh lord of the rings journeys in middle earth at 64 which i've heard mixed things about but overall positive
1: i've Uh, not yet touched
0: yep uh midara is at 63 which i'm
1: actually surprised that it's there and surprised Mm. that it has already a rating for 2020 and 2019 i don't think Mm. that it was out two
0: years ago was it i don't know either but it is it is climbing like it it um, dipped down out to the top 200 in 2020, and it's up to 63 now. So, clearly, a lot... Of, maybe people were rating it originally were those playing a prototype, or I'm not sure. Maybe. i mm, uh, yeah, a um, demo or something, yeah. Yeah, possibly. Uh, Tapestries at 62, which are, is a really good game. It's just really good. So, I had no idea the solo game was that well regarded. Uh, Mansions of Madness at 60. Surprised, but then again... Um, I mean, it doesn't really need Good more game. players, it is, it's is—it's a nice app-driven exploration game that gives you the feel of of, of a Call of Cthulhu case. And... Um, 59 is Gloom and Shadows of Killforth, which is the best talisman-style game in existence. It's amazing.
2: Yeah, it's be... so
0: clever and beautiful, although some of the art's a bit tasteless. Because
2: not uh, not even talisman is a good talisman game. So no, no
0: Talisman's a good monopoly game. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Sentinels of the multiverse is at fifty eight. I got to be honest, I don't know how people are managing to play sentinel single player. I, I get so overwhelmed with everything that needs to be handled and done, even when I play the app version. I love the game. I love the setting. I, I love like their knockoff collection of superheroes and supervillains. Um, but I don't, yeah. Uh, we got It's a Wonderful World at 57.
1: Uh, well deserved its, its place, I think. It's a great game. Uh, I have not to play, played uh, the solo version, but I can imagine that it's a lot of fun.
0: Yep, and then at number 56 is Architects of West Kingdom from Shem Shem Phillips
2: Phillips.
0: this one I'm going to briefly say has amazing worker placement mechanics when you put your workers on the board they stay on the board and as you play more it builds up the location you have played them at and makes that location stronger and more powerful but other people can come in and capture those workers taking them off the board and then they can even chuck them in prison and get some money for doing it because the king doesn't want everyone loitering around and it doesn't feel bad to the person it's happening to because they just need to go to prison and pull all of their guys back, and that's the only way you recycle your workers. So it's it's really interesting. It's a clever mechanic, and it lets people be mean without the person they're being mean to feel particularly bullied, which is great. 55's nemesis. We talked about it.
1: We talked about it. Yeah. I'm surprised to say that high, honestly, uh, especially as a solo game because it has a lot of uh, moving pieces, and I would say that it's. It's more fun by with multiple
2: people. Yeah, but the, the comic book is smart, so I can see that it's uh, it's actually yeah. uh, a good uh, shout out to the I- mechanics.
1: I'm surprised to see that high, but in opposite, I'm extremely surprised to see the next game so low.
0: Well, I think it's an, access- it's an accessibility issue, because if Maybe. you look at the number of votes, it's 57 people voting on this. Uh, three people voted it number one, though, so this is Sleeping Gods. We have mentioned this in our previous episode. We're probably going to talk about this in some detail next year, when we finally can organize everyone who's played it to be together <laughs> in the same podcast. Um, the one after that is one which all three of us are a veteran of which is kingdom death uh which is consistently falling year after year but yeah not by a lot and it's got 12 number one votes this year
1: i mean uh, as always i think that the people that really like it really liked it and will keep to liking it mm. until they go to the grave because of the sunk cost fallacy
0: well i don't think it's necessarily sunk cost fallacy to be fair this is like (laughs) another entry we're going to talk about near the top 10 it's very much a lifestyle game and it it, it expands and if you let it you don't get to play anything else
1: well it's a Uh, it's a pretty dead lifestyle game
0: (laughs) Right now, yes, but just, right just you wait, we, we've got to believe I, uh, that sometime next year we're going to see this big shiny gambler's chest box. I'm cool. going to accidentally step on my copy and put my foot through the lid and ruin its collectability. Once
1: um, once the gambler's chest uh, comes out, I can definitely see Kingdom Death being uh, number, number 20 or number 10 uh, with no problem. But here it's, it surprised me because it's been uh, five years that there's been no content.
0: Yeah, new but some so. people have received the, the 1.5 printing and that has like this new to that's them. True. And then there's going to be another wave of people who get the 1.6 printing and that's going to be new to them. And there's people like us three who are sat there like, really, you've just discovered that, have you? You've learned that leather armor is good? Oh, do tell me more, Willy Wonka in the Chocolate Factory face. <laughs> um, 52 is Space Hulk, Death Angel. Amazing game yeah um, and now we've made it to the top 50
1: oh. Oh, also i just wanted but, to finish oh. something with kingdom death i don't oh, see sure. it as a solo game at all i think that it shouldn't be on a solo list i think that if you're playing kingdom death solo something terribly wrong has gone uh with your hey hey i'm
2: playing solo yes
0: yeah i play solo on stream it's, i actually it's... prefer playing solo physically as well it's it's a different game. There's less of the so emergent much, stories. So many moving
1: parts. I can't yeah, keep track of everything.
0: Sure. I find it fairly easy because how compartmentalised it is. But it also, I used to like pour through people's like accounts and yeah. records and everything for a living and pick out the interesting details and <laughs> nail them for it. So yeah. All right. Um, so we'll get into the top fifty now, and um, that is number fifty is Hadrian's Wall which um, uh, I, I keep looking cool, at this. Yeah. I've heard very good things. It's a Garfield Games game again. Different artist, though, which um, I think actually holds it back a bit because people love, love the artwork for the West Kingdom stuff. Uh, Warp's Edge at 49.
1: Oh, hello. Yeah. Hey! Oh, hello, Audrey. Yeah. Are you recording?
3: Yes, I am. I have an opportunity ah. to come say hi. So, yeah, Wonderful. I'm here for the end episode.
0: Hello. We we've talked about yeah. Uh, we just talked about it's a wonderful world a short while ago.
3: Yeah, I, I'm waiting for it's a wonderful kingdom that should arrive at my uh, game store next week maybe. Have
1: mm. you have you tried uh, it's a wonderful world solo? Uh,
3: solo I mode. I wanted to and I ended up not trying it yet.
1: Ah, well you'll be able to give us an opinion whenever you do. Yeah, I will. Because
0: I'm, I'm going to take a stab that it's a wonderful kingdom will make it onto this list next year, then. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <Wonderful>. <laughs> yeah. Um, 48's one deck dungeon. Boom. Yeah, yeah. Gr- we talked about this game. We have. We have, absolutely. 47's one of many legendaries that have made it onto this list. This is legendary a Marvel deck building game. Probably higher than the others because of the license.
1: Probably. I've not played any legendary game.
3: Never have I.
0: Uh, honorim I, is it 45
1: yeah i am extremely shocked to see arkham or as a 44 because once again it's not a game that i feel anybody would play solo no. hey so hey 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 massive.
0: i i play arkham horror second edition solo
2: yeah I, I actually play arkham horror second edition solo because that's the, ga- the game i yeah. have and i have to say uh it, a lot of people love Call of Cthulhu and a lot of people played Arkham Horror 2nd Edition as I, their first solo game.
1: I like I like Eldritch Orr. Uh, I would never play uh, Arkham Orr solo. I think that it's... It no, seems like a... uh, I, uh,
2: uh, if that helps, uh, every time I start a game of Arkham Horror 2nd Edition Solo, I think why I started another game of Arkham Horror 2nd Edition Solo. It's a lot long, with a lot <laughs> of <laughs> stuff <laughs> happening, for having the, the, all, the, all the rush and all the cool parts in the last uh, half an hour.
0: It, it, it ah. is, but it's also really nice that the game has, um, like, it's complete. Everything's there. You can even get the expansion for the expansions. If if you got it at the time, you don't have to worry about any new content coming out for it, which is what I like is now it's all there and it's so big and sprawling. There's many pieces to try and figure out and solve.
3: My personal policy is to avoid uh, everything to do like and stuff I had avoided it for a while. And then we played uh, uh, an RPG session with Alexis and I completely freaked out. And that's enough for me, never again.
2: Okay, my, my, my time is almost up, but I want to talk about number 43, because I keep yep. hearing good stuff, <laughs> 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 which is Tainted Grail, The Fall of Avalon. One I should day... remind
3: you that I have my call box
2: <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I'll probably get it on January, possibly, I don't know. I, I have given up hope, I, I'm just drifting... Uh, I just think away.
3: I, I, I allowed someone French to piggyback on me when they reopened uh, the pledge manager for the extra stuff. And we, we don't forget to keep in touch to uh, remember <laughs> that, yes, when I get them, he will pay me postage and I will forward the stuff.
2: I I, I am convinced that Audrey logged in just to mock me about Tentacray
3: now. No, it's <laughs> a, it's a complete coincidence, I swear. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Number 42 the answer.
3: Ever dead. Uh, yeah. Oh. Yes. I should try the solo mod just so that I can be oh pretty, pretty all the time.
2: I, I sure hope it is good when I play it because I back at the old inversion I'm waiting for it. We talked about it.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh, and Fan is just back for number yep. forty, a Race to do for the galaxy, which is an amazing game, mm. solo multiplayer.
0: Yeah, play, play it with the app, play it solo, play it multiplayer, it. play it two-player. It's such a good game. And did you did you just briefly squee about Everdell? Yes. Fantastic, because Everdell's great. Um, Audrey, Audrey
1: was there to, to squeeze for great.
0: Everdell. Great, yes. Ooh. Yeah. Um, we got um, Pax Pamir at 37, second edition.
2: Yeah, which uh, is basically the, uh, I have to say, there is Pax Pamir and there is uh, The King is Dead. The difference between the two in uh, playing solo is that King is Dead has no Automa, but the Automa for Pax Pamir, although the, the Wakan, uh, although being a bit complex to learn, like the Automa for Roth, uh, is quite good in simulating uh, a three or four player games with just one opponent, so it's actually a fun game to play solo. It's uh, uh, just a warning about this, it's uh, very, very recommended to at least uh, try a couple of game with other people because otherwise you will be overwhelmed for the first three, four, five plays. I, I was keeping getting beaten at this game by the automa. It was so sad.
0: Well, 36 is pandemic, which I think we talked a bit about it. So we talked about uh, about
1: yep. it a bit. It's a great game. It, it works. Is. It works well, so I think that the legacy ones. Uh, work better. So, Pandem- so, but.
2: Uh, uh shout out to Pandemic Fall of Rome, which was uh, way lower in the ranking, but it was pa- a great...
0: Pandemic f- Full of Roles is good as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, role player is 35. I think yep. I talked about that on the podcast.
1: Yeah, uh, great. Uh, yeah.
0: Maracaibo's great. at 34, which I have on my shelf and I keep meaning to play, uh, to talk about. So I've, knowing that the solo game is so good, it's going to make learning easier. Uh, Number three is Cartographers, which I'm surprised it's this high. It's really good, but it's not deep or heavy. I guess it's just that kind of itch of drawing a map and uh, the roll and write experience. No, it's just fun to play, yeah. It is just fun to play. I've played tons of games of it over this week without realizing it was on this. Um, Dawn of the Zeds is at 32, which is one I've often looked at. Uh, and thirty once Friday, which is very good.
1: I assume it's very good, and it's very well known as being like the the quintessential solo game. Um, it's it's great. There's an app. The app is a bit janky, but it's it's just such a fun game to play with. So it's a classic.
0: Then this war of mine is at thirty, and solo, yes, this game pulls no punches. yeah really good yeah this is the first awakened realms i think it's
1: very fun but you will uh die and lose the first 20 games that you have with it yeah Yeah. (laughs) it's extremely harsh absolutely sometimes even uh a bit too uh rng uh mean sometimes where you just will oh i have an event oh my Two of my guys are dead. One of them is too exhausted to do anything. And there's Raiders coming to my house tomorrow.
2: Oh, dear. Yeah, but solo players love this kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely. It just takes a long time to get through and It doesn't have a good pack away set up kind of system. Yeah. So you've really got to dedicate and go, okay, I'm going to keep this, like maybe you have a table with a um, you know, a gaming well underneath it. And so you can be like, I'm going to keep this wall of mine underneath there while I play it over the next two, three evenings or whatever. Um, definitely good, uh, definitely worth chasing up. And I think quite nice in that you can get most of it retail. Yeah. Uh, at least I did. And it didn't feel like I was missing anything um at 28 we've got paladins of the west kingdom oh it was
2: it was a bit
0: <laughs> yeah yeah told you and then at 27 we have Cloudspire, which i have heard has really good like scenarios for
1: solo play but alexis you had some stuff uh no no i just uh you, no you just to it because it. i i was a bit surprised that it was already out basically
2: i i yeah. I, I actually uh, was a lot interested in Cloudspire. i think it it uh, is a great chip theory game but uh, I have no first-hand uh, account of this so I won't comment.
0: Okay, well, in which case I will simply direct you to No Pun included review of it, video review, Efka talks about what he likes okay. and doesn't like about it, does a very good review. Uh, Underwater Cities is at 26. I'm surprised because, oh my goodness, this game is soul crushing. You're supposed to score 100 points. You can only do that in like perfect situations. So most of the time you're just like, well, I scored reasonably well. I did better than I did last time, but I have still lost according to the rules of the game. And it goes up to 125 points with the expansion. However, honestly, honestly, like so good so very very good
2: well, okay good I-, I leave you for the top 25 mm. because my time that's is really up yeah that's a shame but um uh, i'm happy that the number one is the number one
0: okay
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh i hope that you have a, a good uh, end of the day
2: yeah, yeah. you too uh, yeah
1: bye bye,
0: bye. Yeah, everyone uh
1: last run of arnak at 25
0: we talked about that on the podcast. Yeah, um, it's, it's a great s- game, and I'm still not enamoured with it, especially as a solo game. I think the better version is higher up in this list. Yeah, and we'll get to it. Uh, Vita Cultures at twenty four.
1: Uh, very much deserves its place. Uh, it's a great little wine game. I love uh, to play it with my family. It's uh it's it's a nice game to to put up with your with your loved one, as long as they like wine.
0: Yeah, um, this is one which I play with my uh, in laws because. They're big wine fanatics because they're terribly, terribly upper class. Um, and um, they, they really like it. My only disappointment is I bought an insert specifically for it because the, this was before Stonemaier started doing good inserts. Um, and the insert I got has everything fall out of it. If I don't store it completely flat, horizontal all the time, <laughs> which is frustrating. Uh, Dune Imperium. This is is it 23, which is what I meant about the better yeah. <laughs> lost ruins. Um, it's really good solo. And uh, I'm pretty sure more people are going to be approaching this with the Dune movie having turned out to not be terrible. It was quite good. It did was really like good, but Villeneuve it? is
1: always uh, great.
0: Yeah, I know, but David David Lynch did the previous one, and David Lynch is normally great, but he didn't manage it with Dune. So.
1: David Lynch would have done the, the weird uh, body horror bits regarding the, the warm stuff extremely well a few uh, movies in.
0: Yeah, well, I have to say, like um, the scene with uh, the box, the hand in the box. Yes. Uh, Villeneuve's version didn't make me feel queasy the way that Lynch's did. Oh yeah, no, no, that's yeah, that yeah. yeah Lynch's got a Lynch. visceral reaction from me, whereas Villeneuve's, I was just like, mm, okay. It, yeah. It looks... And maybe it's the actor. He, he's he's very good, but I don't think he sold what was happening to him in that scene.
3: I. I've, not... I've... I've only seen the new one, so I cannot do the comparison appropriately. I'm sorry.
0: No, no, don't worry. That's that's all right. How did did you enjoy it?
3: Yeah, I didn't really think it was bad. I thought it was quite good. Yeah, there were a few things that were off here and there, but overall, it was good.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, that's kind of the Dune story for me. People like rave about it and i guess because it broke ground it's so like significant and important but i i came into reading it like after i would read the Expanse, you know and, and i was like yeah uh, i re- i read
3: dune when i was i think uh 10 and i didn't understand half of it <laughs> so there, there is some serious trauma there <laughs>
1: don't worry past the, the first uh, couple of books nobody understands anything
3: yeah i i, I went to the one uh, after uh, the kids uh mixup mix-up story and uh, it yeah. has in french it's called the house of the mothers La Maison des Mer, uh yeah. but it has a completely different title in english so i cannot remember uh which is uh his actual english name but i i opened the book and i read I think a few chapter no not even chapters but paragraph and and I was like what am I reading there there is no link with what I read before. I was completely lost
0: Yeah uh I, I kind of I I read the first book and went oh, it's okay it was not not worth raving about I read the plots to the others and I was like oh geez, he, he turns into a giant sandworm he <laughs> yes, <Really? it> does <laughs> okay it goes to some very weird places uh, yeah, so yeah, yeah that's dude uh 22 is anachrony which um is heavy as heck but really good i've heard it is yeah yeah the the really interesting thing they've done is it's a worker placement game with time travel mechanics done right where you can like deliver yourself resources from the future to use right now but you better make sure you send them back to yourself a bit later in the game otherwise you're going to cause some problems for yourself because of time paradoxes
3: my boyfriend would probably love
0: that yeah, yeah it's, it, you get to like stomp around in mechs, workers stuck inside mechs um, for, with lovely giant plastic models which have no use, um, but they look cool. You slot your little worker token in the top and send them out into the, the horrible, toxic wasteland outside. It's pretty fun. Uh, 21's Eldritch Horror, which we briefly touched on. It's really good, isn't it?
1: Yeah, it is. It's
0: like... I, I still want to keep picking up all of the bits for it because I I love this game so much. It's they really nailed the globe trotting feel of a, a conspiracy. Like great in a short time frame.
1: It's it's a great game. I, again, I don't think I would play it as a solo game, but it's it's really fun.
0: It, it's um you want to crank the difficulty if you play it as a solo game. Yeah. Um, seventh Continent at number twenty. We've great played. solo
1: game. Great, great game uh, to to play. Uh, in yeah. General. It's, yeah. It's really fun.
0: Yeah, it is. It's it is. Um, it's it's a hot mess. I think is what I'd yes. say. Which doesn't mean it's it's a bad experience. Um, I but...
1: I feel like uh, the Seven Citadel is going to be like a refined version of it, and it's going to be climbing to the top extremely quickly.
0: Yeah, I hope so as well. I think that's possible. Um, then number 19 is a game that keeps cropping up on our lists of we should talk about this, but then we inevitably don't.
1: Yes, Nemo's War, which is a game that apparently has a multiplayer ga- uh, game mode, but they are lying to you. It's a solo game <laughs> where you tell your friend what to do.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. The, the co- I, I think two-player maybe is the most you could do at this, and then you still don't play the multiplayer rules really. Yeah. It might turn to be the captain now.
1: Yeah it's um it's great. I like it a lot.
0: It's really well balanced and I like the the way you can pick a different captain nemo focus at the start to yes. like try different experiences which is very interesting like sailing around uh, you know bringing getting all the natives restless and ready to revolt and everything is fantastic. Uh sprawl opposite sprawl Opolis is number 18 which I'm I'm impressed it's this high up. This is a like it's got hardly any cards. It's a really small game, just like a, a tiny deck of cards. It's so densely packed in how they fitted everything onto these cards, and it's a great game. It's really good, but um, I, I prefer to play it cooperatively. So I'm surprised um, yet to to play it too. Mm, I, I recommend it, and it's so cheap to get. It's like not expensive at all. It's just, it just sells out really fast. Uh, Nusford is next, which I have officially said is my favorite Uwe Rosenberg game. Oh. It's um, set in the Norwegian fishing village of Nesfjord, which these days is the which these days is just basically a historical tourist site, uh, but it was like a booming fishing capital and he, he portrays it during the, the most like extravagant and booming time of its period where there was just fish 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 everywhere and that's what the game's like uh, uh, like many of Uwe's games where you he's very stingy normally like agricula is like a exercising punishment you know you're constantly trying to to race against everyone else and get that family enlarged before every anyone else does nisford is just like hey do you like fish Well, I hope you like fish because you're having some fish. And next turn, you're getting more fish. And the turn after that, you're getting (laughs) even more fish until you've got so many fish you're having to throw them away. And it's just, it's generous. And even the solo mode is so exciting and fun to play. Um, It's really good. Great game.
1: Next one, Alessio is unfortunately not there to rave about Wingspan.
0: (laughs) So we'll just say Wingspan's quite good. So yeah, that's great. And Imperium Classics. Alessio was going to talk a lot about this, I'm sure. Um, Uh, Great game too. It is a good game. I think it's a bit long for what it is, but I will always respect it for actually treating the Celts and the Celtic mythology correctly, unlike many games. Uh, Under Falling Skies is number 14, which I've said before. I I didn't enjoy this as much, but I had more fun with it once I threw the campaign out, so to speak, and just played the randomised game. But effectively, it's Space Invaders the Dice Game. Now, perfectly enjoyable. And Scythe? I'm surprised Scythe is this high.
3: I haven't played it, so I cannot comment.
1: <laughs> I'm surprised it is this high as a solo game.
0: Mm, number thirteen, yeah, as a solo I,
1: game. As a as a like multiplayer game, it's great. It's it's really fun. Like everybody knows that, but I've never played it solo, and I didn't even know that it had a solo game, a mode. It so.
0: does. It has automata and um, decks yeah. and automata decks automata, whatever. All tomato decks and. I've played with them, and they're really good and well-designed. But I've always played with them as, like, uh, an extra to enlarge a smaller game size number while we were playing through um, the Fenris to have, like, a automated bot to race against. Uh, maybe I should look into playing this with all of them. Like, just because I've got enough decks, I could play all me versus all the bots. Um, that would be probably exhausting. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I'm surprised. Uh, number 12, A Feast for Odin, which I don't think anyone should be surprised about. That game yeah. is really good. I've, I've
1: heard a lot of good stuff about it.
0: Yeah, I, I have it with the Norwegians expansion. And um, the main problem with it is you're looking at three hours. But the good thing about that is it's three hours you're going to enjoy that will fly by. Mm-hmm. Uh, number 11 is Gaia Project, which is kind of the sci-fi version of Terra uh, Terra Mystica. Um, I prefer Gaia Project, but I haven't I haven't owned it since I moved over here. So as much as I say I like it, I did sell it, um, but I keep thinking about buying it again. It's very expensive. Uh, number ten is Robinson Crusoe,
3: which I am waiting about. on now.
0: Yep, we we talked about this one a bit. We're waiting on it. It's it's such a good solo game. It's such a good cooperative game. I I feel like it doesn't suffer from Alpha player syndrome, where players are constantly trying to, you know, one person telling everyone else what to do. Um, and then we have at number nine, Eon Yay! Zane.
1: Such a good, uh, a good place for this game, and it's it's really well-deserved. So.
0: Yay! Yeah, definitely. Really well-deserved. Yeah. And um, so
3: I will do now my standy catch-up beat, because now I have played two chapters of the Legacy version. Oh, Ooh.
1: you received it.
3: Yeah, I showed the pictures on the Discord!
1: I, I didn't check the Discord for a few days. Because I I new went job. to
3: I went to the store and I said I want it and they said it's not on the shelves yet and I said I want it and I got it. <laughs>
0: Wonderful. <laughs> you said, "Do you know who I am?" <laughs> <laughs>
3: no, it's it's the second time during the year that I do this. The first time was for Everdell, and uh, yeah, it's a very diff- it's a different take, but uh, it, it's lovely and yeah, End is a game that's very good in solo, very good in multiplayer. Uh, I think though that the best number of players is free, but uh, to have the joker, uh, the joker turn is uh, is great, but yeah, it, it's still a good game, a good mechanics, good, good, good everything. So, yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We, we talked about it previously and I have my legacy copy waiting for when my friends come over from the UK. <laughs> um, so I'm looking forward to that. Uh, number eight is Lord of the Rings, the card game, which... Honestly, I'm a bit surprised about because I played this and maybe it's because I played it when it first came out. Um, when did it come out? It was like, it's a pretty old game now. Uh, it's, been uh, and years. it's been years, years. 2011. 2011. Oh, 11. And at that time, the meta was you had to build decks that endlessly recycled themselves and recycled cards because otherwise you'd run out of resources while playing the stories. I assume that the Fantasy Flight addressed that, given that it's. Uh, it's been holding a place in the top ten for eight the top hundred for eight years, and it's been number eight or number nine in the past like three years so uh obviously it's it's got legs um number seven's too many bones
1: uh a bit surprised that it's this high i mean it's a great game uh no no surprise there but uh yeah number number seven is kind of surprising,
0: yeah. I was going yeah, to say, and I, I've looked at the numbers they've got here, it is a, it's a lifestyle game. It's got 42 people voting at number one. So this yeah. is, again, this kind of game that it just takes over. So if you get into it, it's just, here we are, too many bones. It's too many bones night. It's too many bones night. And mm-hmm. it's really replayable. It's, it's got that yes. whole same that... thing as Kingdom Death, that mechanic of that you it. could just do another run. You could mix up the elements and change some things, and the experience will be a bit different. Uh, I'm surprised about the next one, which is Terraforming Mars at number six. Really good game, but I'm not a big fan of the solo version. It's...
1: I've yet to try the solo version. I've always kind of heard that it wasn't that uh, wasn't that fun.
0: Well, the, the masses have spoken, and uh, yeah,
1: apparently it, it apparently had, it had number
0: three last year. The year before, number three, and number six this year. Um, Twenty-one people voted it their number one, so. There's obviously something to the puzzle, and I kind of get that, because it does have the Race for the Galaxy-esque card engine yeah. kind of stuff going on, which is always fun to play solo, because you build your engine, you run your engine, and then you refine and make it better and better, um, which is what Furnace does, which I got today. I talked about the head of the episode, that's an engine builder.
3: Uh, I, um, I have the Terraforming Mars uh, game on Steam. I bought it yeah. in the spring, I think. There, there was a sale, and I still yeah. have to try it, and I do have to do it.
0: I think that that app is actually quite nicely done. It has a a bit of a do you know that feeling of when they get it right of space, and you feel how vast space is, and you're like, yeah. uh, you know, it, it feels like that when you're looking down on Mars for the the development of it all. Um, unfortunately, I believe they said they're not adding any more expansions or they don't plan to at the moment, which is a shame because oh. the ga- Terraform Mars is great, but they've only got Prelude on it. Prelude's really good, but I would not like the others. Um, speaking of games on apps, I really wish they'd do Arkham Horror the Card Game as an app because it's so good. Yeah number five is fantastic i love the adventures i love the way you can customize your character after you've played and replayed they even did the whole series of like return to so you can return to an adventure you've played before but stuff's been mixed up to to change the increase the difficulty it's the only problem with arkham horror is how overwhelming it is to kind of first get into but they've just done a new core box um like and redone it all and made it like taken into account people's feedback and everything so honestly best time ever to get into Arkham Horror the card game really good just just such a good cooperative adventure game (sighs) we know number four don't we we've talked about it earlier it's Gloomhaven
1: yeah Gloomhaven uh not surprising that it's number four I'm going to guess that next year it will be Frosthaven Uh, uh will take its place
0: um I think both of them will be on the list but oh, yeah, maybe yeah, but, Gloomhaven but will get knocked down a bit because Frosthaven yeah. will push above it, I'd imagine.
3: I f- That's what I think. I think that it's just a small bit too high for a solo game because uh, for a solo, there's too much stuff to handle.
0: There is yeah. a lot, yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely one for people who are okay playing a heavy game solo. Um, yeah. I prefer playing it two-player because you're doing so much operating the game that you kind of lose... What's good, yeah, play-wise, and being able to share that with someone else,
3: yeah, two or, means... or maybe three, uh, yeah, yeah.
0: I actually think like Gloomhaven is interestingly like great with four players, which is unusual for that for considering what it is. Yeah. Uh, number three is Marvel Champions, the card game. I haven't I played ha- it. I have it. It's really good. The big thing is it's it doesn't take off until you get to the campaign expansions. Um, but they are so interesting. The characters are really well done. You don't have to customise your decks if you don't want to. It's it's very much um, a sibling of the Arkham Horror Card game, which tells you how good this system is because two variants on it are sitting in the top five. Um, I, I, I just can't recommend this highly enough if you like Marvel and if you can find the deck of the character you really like, or characters, like I got Drax for my partner, and... Um, And I got myself Wasp and Scarlet Witch. And uh, we have a a fantastic time. Oh, and Nebula. I got Nebula because Nebula's great. Um, So, number two. I almost... Like, I, I was about to say I was surprised this is number two. And then I remembered what was number one. But number two... Is Mage Knight Ultimate Edition?
1: I still haven't played it. It's been on my list of games to play for a while, but it's just—it has just been pushing it back so much.
0: It's two hundred dollars, but it's Mage Knight, yeah. Yeah. So you—you you don't have it? I don't have it. No. Okay. <laughs> well, here you go. Here you are. For all of your work you've done for the year, I am going to ship a copy of Mage Knight and one of the expansions to you. Oh. Yep, I was wow. talking, I was thinking about doing it, and I was going to do it as a surprise, and now I'm going to spring the surprise on you. That's, oh that's, damn! Yep, yep, that's my thank you for all the editing you do.
1: Well, thank you, Fen. Because
0: I have I have Ultimate Edition, and then I have a copy of the original game, and I have one of the expansion characters, and uh, I'd rather than go to a good home.
1: Well, thank you, Fen. I yep. I, I gladly accept that.
0: Yep, you're you're well, welcome. You'll have a chance to see what it's like. Yeah, I uh, can't
1: wait to to talk about it in the podcast then.
0: Yep, it's it's good. Thanks. It's really good. It's heavy though. It takes a. Like, yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I was <laughs> going to ask, uh, isn't that high uh, again uh, as a solo game? Uh, same reasons as. I've games. I've
1: heard
0: it's amazing as a solo it, game. It's amazing. It's it is heavy but I think actually it's it's more internalizing the rules and understanding how the game flows as opposed to bookkeeping because so much of what you're doing to track your character is just a deck of cards really um, and a map so it's once you get your head around how it works it is fantastic um, I, I will say it's a shame the miniatures look like ass <laughs> one, one of them literally has she looks like the mouth of Sauron like she just has uh, a gigantic, Set of teeth and grin and grinny rictus across her face um, instead of eyes. It's awful, which is a real shame because the artwork for the characters is stunning. Um, but if you get super into it, there's a chap on Board Game Geek who did custom sculpts for every single character in the game and he sells them, I think, via Etsy or through direct contact, something like that. Oh. And they look like the original artwork, so alternatives are available. And if you love it, you might want them because these characters deserve to not look like uh, toys that have been chewed by a little child. <laughs> um, which leaves us with number one, which is a board game we keep not putting off talking about because we're not sure if we can do it justice. Yeah. Uh, this is Spirit Island. And I'm, I'm not surprised, but I wouldn't put this as my number one solo game because I love it so much two player. Yeah, really like uh, all. all I I thought that
1: cooperative-wise, it's one of the best games around.
0: Yeah, it's really good. The app is really well done. Um, I know that uh, Trent Denison, Big Dino, is a huge fan of this game. He is bonkers good at it. He plays like the um, all the colonial like hard mode stuff, and he's just. I'll do this and I'll do this and I'll do this and you watch and you go man you've, you've played this far too much <laughs> uh, I, it's impressive um, I'm still on the medium complexity spirits myself I can't I can't get past that level of difficulty it's so deep um, and such a good message and everything it's fantastic
1: yeah I keep hearing good stuff about it I've, uh, I've only played it once during a convention uh, as, a, as a cooperative game uh, but I've not like delved into the depth of it, and uh, and I can't wait you to get more into into it. It's it's also beautiful.
0: It is. It's beautiful. Uh, everybody, I'm sure everybody has pointed this out one time or another, but I think it's a great statement. All of the invading pieces are plastic. And the defending pieces are made out of natural materials, so yes. wood and cardboard, which is really a nice thing. And this isn't even an accident; this is deliberately done. This whole game is a, very much a deliberate statement about colonialism, sucks, which it does. Yeah. Um, and yeah, it's. Oh, David. Um, David has this, I believe. Uh, yes, uh, he does. Yes, he does. He does. Um, I'm still chasing and waiting on getting. The second promo, um, I it sells out the moment it gets onto the store. So I'm waiting for my local stockist because they, they've put up a page that says, uh, register if you're interested. And they, they did that for the first one and they actually got it in stock and I bought a copy from them. Oh. So I'm trying to get the second promo. I'm hoping they do the same again and I can swoop in because I seem to be a little ahead of the general Swedish like gaming populace when it comes to what's really hot. Um, but only until sh- shut up and sit down and talk about it as soon as they talk about <laughs> it. it's just like
1: our podcast then.
0: just like everywhere. <laughs> yeah yeah has shut up and sit down done a video about this? Nope, then um, you're not there yet and it's, it's just true. like uh, n- n- people talk about how being on the dice tower and shut up and sit down is a massive bump for for um, for you. so
1: yeah, I mean it is.
0: It is, it is. And that's uh, I, uh, that's the list. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that is there. No, so that that was gonna say that that is the list. That's um, that's it. I two hundred um...
1: great solo games uh, mm. that we probably mentioned a uh, hundred of.
0: Yeah, which is kind of impressive. Um, yeah. uh, and uh, I'm I just super impressed with how many entries from Shem Phillips are on the list. All right, so on that note, this is. All we have time for in this episode you can catch us over at www.patreon.com forward slash the last standee or as the last standee on twitter so until next time we have been the last standee and this is going to be the last goodbye from us until 2022 so we will return at the start of next year we're going to take a little bit of a Christmas break uh, and as such uh, it's goodbye from Alexis uh,
1: from Belgium au revoir it's
0: goodbye from Audrey
3: bye bye
0: uh, Alessio who was here and has disappeared um, and then it's goodbye from myself and remember that the second E in standy e is for escorted